Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Miles Hill. This is Sunday, August 7th, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Deb Laycock. Thank you to Ivan and Linda Eden for sponsoring this week's broadcast in celebration of their 59th wedding anniversary. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning. Welcome on this ninth Sunday after Pentecost. Let us go ahead and sing our gathering song, 771, God Who Stretched Out the Spangled Heavens. Your light went out. Let's relight you. continues on page 184 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. the truth. 
this holy house for all worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray to the and grace. Let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. Here he lays on, on our world and on our way. Here he lays on every day. For peace in our hearts, for peace in our for friends and family, for life and for love, for our work and our play, let us pray to the Lord, let us pray to the Lord, here he is on, on our world and on our way, here he pastor mixes it up a little bit. Turn your hymnals to 94 and I invite the congregation to please rise. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all, all our sins, whose mercy endures forever. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things that we have done and things that we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich and loved us even when we were dead in sin, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Now, let us sing, Being Forgiven People of God, the, the Canticle of Praise. Thank you. 
Join with me in the prayer of the days that's printed in your bulletin insert for this ninth Sunday after Pentecost. Almighty God, you sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your church. Open our hearts to the riches of your grace that we may be ready to receive you wherever you appear. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. The first reading <clears throat> today is from Genesis 15, 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. The word of the Lord. Please read the psalm responsively. Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord. Happy the people chosen to be God's heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees all humankind. 
God sits firmly enthroned and watches all who dwell on the earth. God fashions all their hearts and observes all their deeds. A king is not saved by the size of the army, nor are warriors rescued by their great strength. The horse gives vain hope for victory. Despite its great strength, it cannot save. Truly your eye is upon those who fear you, O Lord, upon those who wait for your steadfast love. To deliver their lives from death and to keep them alive in time of famine. Our innermost being waits for you, O Lord, our helper and our shield. Surely our heart rejoices in you, for in your holy name we put our trust. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us, even as we place our hope in you. The second reading is from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 and 8 through 16. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and building is God. By faith he received power of procreation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. For people who speak in this way make it clear they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. The word of the Lord. Our service continues on page 188 with the gospel acclamation. I'll invite the congregation to please rise. According to St. Luke, the 12th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the gospel. Jesus shared these words. 
Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For there, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those, uh, are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had not known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let the, his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever been caught off guard? Have you ever been so surprised you didn't see it coming? I think probably all of us have, one time or another in our lives. I remember for me in 2010, my wife knew what was up and so did our children. And I thought it was quite interesting that Jessica would come back from Minneapolis to hang out with us, a college student at that time at North Central, and Joseph, who was, um, I believe at that time, just starting high school, hanging out at the uh, St. Croix Valley Healthcare Foundation annual gala. I mean, wouldn't that be the last place you'd want to be as a college student and uh, a high school student and hanging out with mom and dad? But they knew that something was up. I had no idea. I had no idea. I'd been a nursing home administrator in St. Croix Falls, I think at that time, for almost 13 years. And um, what they do at the gala is they recognize the volunteer of the year. And, so, and then they recognize a healthcare leader of the year. And so uh, after, and, and my wife Liz loves silent auctions. You will always find her at a silent auction. And uh, anyway, after we got through the silent auction and uh, she would get up from the table and check her bids right up to the time when you couldn't bid anymore. And we got through the meal. Then the MC comes forward and begins uh, talking about the volunteer of the year. And uh, we recognize a wonderful person who has given so many. And I'm like, wow, these people are amazing. And then it was time to uh, recognize the healthcare leader of the year. And uh, I'm going, wow, that kind of sounds familiar. That person kind of has a similar track with me. I'm still not getting it. Until they finally go down the list. And our uh, healthcare leader award recipient this year is the administrator of the Good Samaritan Society facility here in St. Croix Falls. Boy, was I surprised. I had my doubts, and then before I knew it, there I was standing at the microphone sharing my appreciation and thanks. 
Then it was two years later, in 2012, uh, my regional director came to visit, and that wasn't unusual. They uh, typically would come around and, and visit and see how the operations were going. And this particular visit, uh, my supervisor came and said, we're going to put you on an administrative leave. There's been a complaint leveled against you, and we want to get to the bottom of it. And so I'm like, whoa, okay. So very much surprised, didn't see it coming. This time, tears of unbelief and not tears of jubilation that I experienced just two years earlier. And uh, it was evident that my leadership became ineffective where I was because I was experiencing burnout. Anybody ever experienced burnout? It is real. I even have a diagnosis for it. It was clinical burnout. And so those things that you are not seem to be things that bubble to the surface. And so people felt very uneasy around me. Two events in my life that really caught me off, off guard, very surprised. And you too may have had events uh, in your life that you didn't see coming that changed the course of your life. For Abraham and Sarah, if you remember the scripture that we had read just a couple of Sundays ago, Abr Abram and Sarai received three visitors that came by and, and uh, Abraham said, uh, let's kill the fatted coat, coat and uh, serve them a meal. And it was at that time that God provided that promise to Abraham that you will have descendants, as many as the stars in heaven or the grains of sand on the seashore. It changed the course of his life. And after this pilgrimage of hope was rooted in God's promise, the promise that stood over and against the barrenness that Sarai, now called Sarah, and Abraham, Abram, or Abram, who is now Abraham, because they did, as we read in the scripture that Deb read for us, follow God in faith. And even though their barrenness persisted, it was a promise delivered by God, the God's word, the giver of life. The question for Abraham and Sarah and for us as we travel through and journey in this life is we know that God wants the very best for us. But sometimes we sense that God's promise is delayed and it raises doubt. It did for Abraham and Sarah they had gone a long time, no children. It is a part of our shared destiny in this common faith of life, life with death kind of overshadowing us. Our hope against barrenness, nevertheless, we must live with the barrenness and trusting God and trusting in God's promises. Abraham surprised by God's promise. He never saw it coming, and it was fulfilled. In Genesis 21, uh, verse 2 says this, Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at a time in which God had spoke to him. Who could believe that Abraham would have a son at the age of 100 years and to live and raise him to adulthood? But doing the impossible is everyday business for God. 
And so this old, old man and this old, old woman would conceive and bear a son. But we're, I went ahead in the story because we're back here in an earlier chapter. Before Isaac was conceived and born, Abram has this vision. This vision, it's not a dream. And Abraham is having an argument with God. Have you ever had an argument with God? I think we all have. Have we shaken our fist at God? I bet we have. And God can take it. And God can take it. And so he has this vision. He's arguing with God over this promise to have children, to become a great nation, as numerous as the stars of heaven. And God reassures Abraham in this vision with these words, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, and your reward shall be very great. A surprise, a delay, and then a vision. Surprised. How can this be? The delay, the doubt that fills the in-between, and then the vision. In the end, Abraham believed, and he did become the father of Isaac. God's promise is sure, just as God's promise for our forgiveness and salvation are sealed in the blood of the Lamb. We know this to be true in Jesus' words. Again, we hear in today's gospel, Do not be afraid, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you the kingdom. So here we see in Genesis, do not be afraid. That's how the conversation begins. And here we have Jesus nearing the end of his ministry and now sharing with his disciples, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Spoken by God. Spoken by God's messengers, angels. Spoken by the prophets. Spoken here by Jesus. Are shared over and over and over again. Do not be afraid. And so I was listening to the radio one day and this came up and how many times do not be afraid appears in the Bible and, and the broadcaster was saying there's 365 times that this is brought up in the Bible so I had to go and check. Well they kind of stretched that. I mean if you use the exact words do not be afraid coming from a messenger of God, coming from God, spoken to one of the prophets, coming from the prophets, coming from Jesus, is in there 80 times, sprinkled throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. I thought it was interesting. The second thing to share with you, what is the opposite of fear? And, and Jesus and the scriptures tell us, the opposite of fear is faith. I must have preached on this some time ago because I remember when McKinsey and Britt Smith came and shared with our confirmation class why their faith was important to them. And Britt goes, I remember the time that I was in church and pastor preached about fear and faith. And that faith is the opposite of fear. And he shared, that's what McKinsey and I did. We live by faith, not by fear. So Jesus invites us to look beyond the sunset, beyond the physical world as we know it, and see that the promise that God has for each and every one of us. Hold fast and believe. When Abraham and Sarah had Isaac, they, they should not have been surprised. Although I bet they were. How many expect to have a child when they are 100 years of age? 
Many of us don't live to be a hundred years. Abraham believed and God called him righteous. I think about our dear brother Niall Hoosman. Upon learning about his diagnosis and prognosis, he turned to his faith. Faith that was planted in him many, 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 many years ago. Faith, not fear. When I walked into Niall's home or hospital room or in his living room, I saw a man of great faith. I didn't see fear in his face. Niall saw beyond the grave. And he enjoyed his life. He lived his life to the fullest with his family and with his friends who you could call family. And he enjoyed the worldly experiences. Fishing on the lake. Taking care of people. Running a business. Connecting with others. Although not knowing how ill he was, he never feared what lay ahead. He may have. We all get that shock when we learn of a diagnosis or something or the word cancer. There is that fear that runs through us. But he didn't hang on to that. Jesus speaks this very truth that Niall lived throughout his life and up to his last days with his beloved Judy at his side. Jesus shares news, news that is so good, so good, we must let go of those things that anchor us to a life of loss, a life of dead ends, a life of sunsets, a life with death overshadowing us. Rather, we need to reach out to life in abundance, abundance in God's steadfast love, mercy, and goodness for us. That God has us in the palm of his hand. Jesus said, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This, uh, in just a couple of weeks, our Vacation Bible School students will be learning about the river of life, the living water, the living water. And John's gospel is about that promise of God that lives in each of us. The living water is the gift of eternal life. That God draws us forward, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. This news is so good that we must be ready at all times, Jesus says. Why? Because we don't know when Christ will return in all his glory. And this life, as we know it, will come to an end. This is true here on earth. Collectively, as we all, and those who have gone before us, and those who will come after us, there is a time in Ecclesiastes that Solomon said, there is a time when we are born, and there is a time when we die. But this is also true, not only collectively, but also for us as individuals. We never know how long, or how many years we have on this life, in this life. Death will come to us like a thief in the middle of the night. But know this, little flock, do not fear. Christ, the good shepherd, knows his sheep and calls you by name. We need not be caught off guard or surprised when we come into the glorious presence of the light. I remember some of my last words to Niall. After marking his forehead again, sealed by the Holy Spirit, marked with the cross of Christ forever, praying the Lord's Prayer and offering the final blessing, the last word I had was, Niall, walk towards the light. 
come into the glorious light of Christ. And we do not need to be surprised that God's good pleasure is to give you the gift of eternal life. That's why God became human. To experience life, to experience death, and to be resurrected. And this is the gift that God will give you. Do not be afraid, little flock. It is God's will and God's good pleasure. So be ready as Abraham and Sarah were. Be as ready as Niall Hoosman was. So be ready. Christ will come again to us to usher us into the perfect kingdom, world without end. Amen. Let's sing this wonderful hymn, Blessed Assurance. Um, and let's sing it boldly. share the affirmation of our faith as it's found in the Apostles' Creed. I'll invite the congregation to please rise. You'll find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal or the back inside cover. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Trusting in God's extraordinary love, let us come near the Holy One in prayer. Let your loving kindness be upon your church, O Lord. Fill all who proclaim the gospel with your spirit. Equip your flock to speak your word of promise and hope in the midst of fear and uncertainty. Lord, in your mercy. Let your loving kindness be upon your creation. Dwell among those among us and sustain our earthly home. In places of famine, provide nourishment. In places of plenty, fashion us to be good stewards with your bounty. Lord, in your mercy. Let your, love, let your loving kindness be upon your world, O Lord. Be our helper and our shield in places torn by strife and violence. We specially lift up Gaza and Ukraine. Raise up courageous leaders to govern with compassion and justice. Be with our military sons who are trained to keep peace. For Ben and David, Trevor and Dustin. Lord, in your mercy. Let your loving kindness be upon your children, O Lord. Look upon all who wait for your steadfast love. Console those who grieve and embrace those who cry out to you. Especially this day, the family of Niall Hoosman in the wake of his death. For those seeking health and wholeness, we lift before you Keith, Hagen, Teresa, Lois and Henry, Kalinda, Gwen, Sandy, Charles, Ginny. Be with Bill, Bill L. Boken and his family as they prepare for his death. And, give, and we give thanks for Chase's recovery and return to college this past week. Help us to trust your promise and not be afraid. Lord, in your mercy. Let your loving kindness be upon this community. Fashion our hearts to strive for the way of peace. Strengthen the outreach ministries of this congregation, Days for Girls, Useful Hands, and the work of the Monticello Ministerial Association and Food Pantry, and all who care for those in need. Lord, in your mercy. With thanksgiving, we remember all who have died in faith and now rest in you, especially Niall Paul Hoosman. As they, as they place their hope in you, so strengthen us to trust in your promise of new life. Lord, in your mercy. Receive the prayers of your children, merciful God, and hold us forever in your steadfast love through Jesus Christ, our holy wisdom. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'd like to uh, share with you a really important event coming up um, on Saturday, August 13th at 4 o'clock. We will be, uh, we can experience the ordination of Holly Ann Naus, Ministry of Word and Sacrament in the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. And this will be held at St. Peter and Paul Lutheran Church. 
uh, in Prairie Hill Road in Monticello. There will be a reception that follows, and the Bishop Amy Current of the Southeastern Iowa Senate will be presenting over Holly's ordination. And the color for the day is red. So if you're going to go to Holly's ordination, pull out something red to wear. And um, all ordained ministers are invited to vest as well. I remember Holly uh, contacting me and saying, oh, Pastor, um, what are you doing on August 13th? And I said, well, I'm presiding at uh, Riley and Mason's uh, wedding at 4 o'clock. She goes, it was the only time I could get Bishop uh, Amy Current to come. So I'm out. But I hope you all will go and represent Wayne Zion. She's been a very big part of us and what an exciting day it will be uh, for her to receive ordination in the ELCA. VBS is coming up very, very quickly now. And um, kudos to Holly Iben. She found our scripture for VBS. I want to just share it with you. And uh, it comes from John's Gospel, chapter 7, uh, th starting at the 37th verse. On the last day, the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from the within them. Living waters will flow within them. So we need to find out what this is all about. It's on August 18th, is that correct? From 10 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. I need uh, volunteers who would be willing to really whip up some delicious hot dogs and macaroni and cheese and chips and Kool-Aid. So if you feel like you're one of those great uh, cooks and bakers who can help pastor, please come and see me. And uh, we are hoping, we're hoping to have between 35 and 40 little ones. And so VBS is right around the corner. We have the pool to ourselves. We have three lifeguards who will be watching over us. Uh, yeah, if you want to see pastor in a swimsuit, come to VBS. And uh, I promise it won't be pretty, but we'll be there. And uh, we'll be teaching, we'll be having a water lesson. Uh, you don't have to swim to do this. Uh, you just have to be willing to get your feet wet up to your ankles. You might get splashed about. And uh, we'll talk about living water that flows within us. And we'll remember our baptism. Um, it would have been great had I had someone who was ready for baptism. That would have been super to do it at the pool, wouldn't it? Because what the kids are going to learn is baptism is water and word. Even if the water has a little chlorine in it, it's water and word. So they'll be learning about their baptism that they don't remember. And then we're going to have a picnic lunch under the shelter. And then, no. I saw no. The shelter's blocked off, but they promised me that Austin Smith Inclusive Playground is going to be done on Sunday the 14th. Right now it doesn't look pretty over there, but all indication as I talked to Park and Rec, they said that's our goal, so they hope to have that all open. If it isn't, we'll eat on poolside. <laughs> And if we can't play on the inclusive ground, they've got lots of grassy area out there. And uh, the other thing is, if you want to get the pastor wet, that comes in the beginning. Okay, not at the end. So if I have any cooks out there willing, Holly and I are kind of working on the last-minute last uh, things for that. Niall Hoosman's funeral will be here on Tuesday. 
There'll be no useful hands quilters. Sharon is away and, and those who are behind, I talked to Linda and, and Deb and they're okay with uh, not meeting, that's our quilter group uh, this month. And swag, I gotta talk about swag. Behind uh, Rick Meyer in the back, there's a little table with swag out there. And uh, you know, you need, you need your Wayne Zine playing cards and your pizza cutter and uh, towels, and the towels are kinda neat. And your anniversary book. We do have the German guests coming on the 17th of August. And they're gonna be very interested in buying swag and also uh, the anniversary book. Doreen Boken is gonna be helping, but I found out uh, selling it that day, but I found out Liz Reddy is going to, uh, her, our daughter has asked her to go down to KC to be with her because her, Jessica's husband's dad's not doing well, so Patrick flew back to Taipei yesterday. So we need someone who is willing to come and help sell swag. Don't worry, we can teach you real fast. So I need a volunteers to help be bakers for the VBS, and I need a volunteer who will help uh, Doreen in, in selling to the uh, German group. <laughs> council, your packets are available in the back, and uh, we have a council meeting coming up on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Are there any other announcements? If there is anything else, let us receive this blessing. I'll invite you to stand as we sing our last, our last hymn, um, which is Little Flock, I believe. Mm -hmm. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you a favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's sing our sending hymn. Amen. serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy Copyright 2021 Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license number A-729734. All rights reserved.